thank you for joining us on our second ever Blue Table Talk in the B107.3 Book Club. Tosca Lee, how are you? I'm great and so excited to be here. You're so excited. Okay, you are, okay, you have been a Nebraska girl for many, many years. I won't say officially a native, but you are Miss Nebraska, essentially. I, I yes, I, I grew up in Nebraska from the age of seven. My mother is a native Nebraskan. And here's something funny. My great, great, great grandma was one of Nebraska's original women homesteaders. Oh. So she came out as a widow with four kids and homesteaded oh, here in Nebraska. So my roots go way back. They are deep. And um, yeah, grew up and I live in Nebraska still. So big fan of the Huskers, of course. Go Big Red. Yes, it's it's required, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you cross the state line, they give you a Husker like membership card and you have to- Right, and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> My dad taught it at UNL for 40 years. So there's that too. Oh, so. amazing. <laughs> amazing. Are you, are you keeping up with, uh, of course, the volleyball? Yes, we watched the game just a couple nights ago, was it? Amazing. The Wisconsin game. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah. That was tense. I I can't imagine the pressure that they're under with, you know, all the people in the stadium and then, you know, everybody watching. And then this is, you know, number one ranked team and they pulled it out and they're what, mostly freshmen. They're young. Yeah. It's a young team. So it's going to be really exciting to watch them in years to come. This is is so fun getting to talk to you, being here from Nebraska. And then you have this amazing book that you have just written. It's called The Long March Home. And I I love the the format because you've got present day and then you've got flashbacks. Mm -hmm. So how how did the story uh, come about? You got Jimmy, you got Claire, you got Billy, you got Hank. How did the story of these uh, friends come about? So um, a friend of mine, an author friend of mine called me up about five years ago, almost six now, and said, hey, listen, I'm working on a novel about World War II in the Philippines, about these best friends there who um, become POWs and become part of the Bataan Death March. And I feel like I would like a co-author to join me. And would you be interested? And I write plenty of historical fiction, but I I had not done World War II. And so this was not in my wheelhouse, but it's it's such an important story. And it's such a, um, to many people, un, unknown and, and lesser told, lesser shared chapter of history um, that I thought this is really important to, to share. And so uh, I came into the project. I He had been working on it off and on between projects for seven years. I added five years to the process. So this is a 12 year novel. Um, So anyway, um, that's how it started. He had some drafts and I went in and added to them, um, did my own research. Uh, The the dual timeline was really important because so much of this book takes place during war in the Philippines. And so it's really heavy. And so every fourth chapter, we go back in time to watch the main character and his best friends come of age, grow up, fall in love, do all the goofy things that kids do growing up. And it's just a really nice respite from the war. But it also helps us understand these characters better and become more vested in them and in their plight as they are trying to survive. Do you think, because historically, when we think history, it's kind of a male dominated topic field. Do you think being a female author gave you a different perspective when writing this? 
Absolutely. And I'll tell you something really funny. When you co-author with a male, it's really funny because people will assume that the male author writes the war and the female author writes the relational stuff, which is completely not true. Um, I've written a lot of war in my career and I wrote a lot of the war scenes in this particular book. But one thing that was really fun about this book, it is a novel but it is inspired by true stories and survivor accounts. And so everything that happens to these these characters happened to somebody. Um, But there's a historical figure in this this novel, a a female freedom fighter in the Philippines named Philippa Kulala. And she did what a lot of women in the Philippines did during that time. And she was fighting for her country, leading a group of guerrilla fighters, basically, and um, fighting back against Imperial Japan. And it was fascinating to research her and to include her in the story. Oh, that is <laughs> historically you don't hear about that because no. history just seems to be so male dominated. Yeah, and at that time, especially, it, it was a lot. And um, but there was there was a lot more going on, and so it's really it's great for us to to not only share the story of the war, but to share these other figures that that were so um empowered during that time and also to shine a light on these heroes especially because so many of those who who served in world war ii in the pacific and in the philippines so many of them came back and never spoke about what happened and what what their experience was now you touched us on this a little bit but before writing this and researching did you know much about world war ii not not a lot. I'm, most of what I knew was about what happened in the European theater. And there's so much literature and so much as far as fiction that focuses on that. Um, recently, I've seen more focus on the South Pacific, and, and I'm happy to help add to um, the body of literature surrounding that. But I honestly did not know a lot. So it was a whole education for me. So your characters in your story, you've got the best friends, you've got uh, Jimmy, you've got Claire, you've got Billy, you've got Hank. How would you describe them and how do you get into their minds to Mm -hmm. drop their characters and their personalities? Yeah, well, Jimmy's the main character and he's kind of the everyman. So he's he's not especially remarkable in one way or the other, but he's the person that we identify with and whose skin that we are experiencing all of this through. And um, Hank's kind of the bad boy. Billy's kind of the younger brother, kind of the goofy, um, the one, you know, who's very innocent. And Claire is the is Billy's older sister and she is Hank's and... She, she is Jimmy's and Hank's love interest. So, um, <laughs> you know, I I think of writing from character point of view as um, kind of like role-playing, method acting, um, just kind of getting into the moment like that. And it's it, that's probably one of the, the aspects of writing that I love the most is really diving deep into character. Now, you said Jimmy is the main character, so I'm sure we're going to learn a lot about his life, even Mm -hmm. in the early years, like his relationship with his mother and his father. Absolutely. That was so important. And and I really wanted to paint the picture of um, what it was like growing up in the 20s and 30s, uh, the 30s especially, and what prompted these these kids, their kids. I I have 19-year-old twins. So I look at these characters and they're kids to me, (laughs) but what prompted them at that time, but this is before Pearl Harbor. So what prompted them to go enlist 
um, and and what their experience was like and their experience in the Philippines before um, before the bombing of Pearl Harbor was actually a wonderful experience. And that was considered a plum assignment and life was really great for them um, up until uh, December 8th, because within 10 hours of Pearl Harbor getting bombed, the Philippines was also bombed. And so these boys were plunged into war. Now, Jimmy and Claire and uh, Hank have a bit of a, a love triangle. Now, is it going to be a spoiler if we talk a little bit about Jimmy and Claire? Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's Jimmy and Claire are best friends since the cradle, basically, because their moms are best friends and they grew up hanging out together. And it was always kind of, I think, assumed that they would kind of, you know, get together. And and so they did have a young love and then things as they in, inevitably do got complicated. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So I don't want to give away too much more of this because of course you have to pick up your own copy of The Long March Home. Um, But what would you say to me if I'm a person that's not generally interested in history? Like what is the, what's the draw? Like what, if, if you were not the writer and you just picked up this book and you were reading it on the plane and then you turned to me and you said, <laughs> because <laughs> that's a great question. I think that the first draw, especially for fiction always has to be that it's a great story. This is a story that will transport you. It's a story that will invest you in these characters um, and it's a story that ultimately um, my co-author Marcus Brotherton and I really hope um, we hope the story will also engender gratitude and gratefulness for those who served and for those who continue to serve. Um, we really wanted to honor our veterans and we want to honor our those who serve. So um, I'd say that, but but pick it up for the story first, because you know, yes, you might learn something, but if we all just wanted to learn, we'd be reading nonfiction, right? So. Right. Yeah. Well, you said to honor those who serve. Veterans Day is coming very soon. I would say yeah. pick up a copy and gift it. Absolutely. I think I think that's a great idea, but I might be biased. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Where can we where can we get our copy? You can get your copy anywhere books are sold. So from your favorite vendor online, um, if you go to your local bookstore, we always love it. If you shop at your local indie bookstore, um, any bookstore, though, they can they can order it for you. If they don't happen to have it in, we hope they'll have it in, though. And and uh, you can also find Marcus and I online on social media. And uh, we would love to connect with you there. All right. Can you give us uh, your social? Absolutely. So my website is toscalee.com. So that's T-O-S-C-A-L-E-E.com. And I'm on Facebook as author Toscalee. I'm on Instagram as Toscalee. I'm on everything as Toscalee. <laughs> so that's where you'll find me. You'll find me. You'll find life at the funny farm. We live south of Fremont, Nebraska. You'll see that in our 160 pound giant German shepherd. Oh my goodness. Is the star of my social media and more popular than me, but um <laughs> he's on there too <laughs> oh my goodness what's his name timber timber yeah and he's a funny guy and he's huge oh my <laughs> and God. I asked for a purse dog but that's what we got <laughs> uh, and so what kind of purse because that would be a very big one yeah like suitcase apparently or a u-haul I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well we thank you so much for joining us it is the long march home again get it anywhere books are sold especially local bookstores right here in Lincoln Tosca thank you so much 
Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. So thank you very much.